Bruce Friedman of Adult Side Broker, and welcome to Adult Side Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be talking to Heather Montgomery of Please Me. Allside Broker is proud to introduce ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit asbmarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or as a buyer today. And don't forget ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale an adult pay site discount and review platform. The site offers top discounts to the hottest networks in adult entertainment. In addition, they offer full-length scenes to these sites so surfers can sample the content. Also, these scenes serve to keep the visitors engaged longer on the site than the traditional review site. They offer outstanding prices to adult networks on behalf of their visitors. The surfers on the site will be hard-pressed to find a better price to their favorite network including Evil Angel, Adult Time, Brazzers, Bang Bros, and just about every other top adult network in sight. They've been growing their email list since 2020, and the list has grown to over 2,000 in the past six months. Their unsubscribe rate is in the low single digits. Their free porn section is growing, and they currently have roughly 150 scenes. Their traffic has been all organic until recently, but now they've started paying for traffic as well. This has boosted their ability to grow their email list and get return visitors. You can buy this outstanding pay site review platform for only $956,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Heather Montgomery. She is the founder and CEO of Please Me. And let me spell that out. P-L-E-A-Z-E-M-E. Heather, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Oh, my God, it's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. It's nice to have you. Now, uh, I'm going to tell people a little bit about you. Heather created Please Me to challenge the status quo as it relates to the way people treat sex in life, as well as in society, especially for women. Uh, She longed for a fun, sexy place to explore and expand her sexual desires without a backlash in her personal and public life. As a single woman, she didn't find it. Montgomery's concept of Please Me is a tool tailored to one's sexual interests, desires, and needs, latent with diverse resources. Heather has been an entrepreneur and marketing professional for much of her career. Heather previously consulted medical businesses on integrating health and wellness, nutritionals, novel and advanced testing, medical devices, and cellular therapies. In early 2019, Heather became the host of Please Me's face-to-face series, Intimate Interviews with the Innovators and Educators of Sexual Wellness and Pleasure. You can find her on Twitter at HCMontgomery201. So Heather, 
how has online censorship affected users of social media and businesses in the adult industry? Boy, Bruce, how hasn't it? I mean, um, every day we're hearing more and more stories about people that are losing their channels yeah. um, completely. They're sure. getting just de just deleted. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, they're censoring their content um, yeah. by either removing posts completely and saying it's sexual solicitation, which we got for uh, putting a meme up about the Australian kiss. And, uh, and, and a bathing suit in one picture, you know, a one mm -hmm. piece bathing suit we got, you know, deleted because they said it was sexual solicitation, which is mm. just ridiculous. Um, but more importantly, I think what people really need to pay attention to is that how many followers do you have and how many of those followers are actually seeing your posts? Mm -hmm. Because when we dial it back, um, even our own followers are only getting to see we're two to 3% of them are seeing our posts. Mm. So how is that happening, right? Why, well, why are know. our followers not seeing our posts? So yeah. why post? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, why post? Yeah. We stop posting on Instagram unless it's like a big holiday or we have an interview that we're letting everybody know is now live. That's it. Mm. Well, I, I mean, what do we do about that? Well, I mean, it really it really depends on your business model as, mm -hmm. as far as where are you advertising and marketing. I mean, mm -hmm. right now they're they're the big player, right? Everybody wants to be able to advertise and market on Instagram, but unfortunately mm -hmm. we can't advertise there either. No, no. <laughs> they won't take our advertising dollar. So you really have to be creative. Um, I would say make every best effort that you can to get your email list. Mm -hmm. um, out of your followers, meaning number one, you have a way to contact them if God yes. forbid they do decide to cut you off. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, obviously, pleaseme.com, we designed that to celebrate sexuality and to yeah. be a social media platform where people could be able to interact. And when I say people, I mean users who mm -hmm. are learning and want to know about sex and sexuality. Um, and they have anonymity now, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Which is great because even if I did like somebody's content on Facebook or Instagram that was of a sexual nature, um, I probably wasn't going to share it, Yeah. right? Because grandma was watching and so yep. were my kids yeah, and my neighbors, yeah. right? Sure. And so we see very little social sharing um, yeah. in our industry. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, your, your grandma isn't on Please Me? <laughs> no, that well, if she is, she may be, she's a hundred, but I mean, she uh, may be, uh, but she doesn't know my anonymous profile. I love it. I mean, I have my public one for, for my channel, my, my brand of who mm -hmm. I am, mm -hmm. but then I still have, actually, I have three anonymous profiles on please me because, mm. you know, I like to dabble in all the worlds. So, mm -hmm. um, I have three because I just have different personas. For me, it's a way of, of playing, if I will. You will, you know, when I went on my BDSM, okay. I put my, go in in my BDSM hat and I go chat with my BDSM people. Mm. Um, and when I want to talk about feminine and divine feminine energy and Tantra, I go in with my Tantra identity, you I know, see. so, um, so that's, that's kind of how I use it. But, but this allows, um, obviously brands and thought leaders to mm. talk about sex freely, not worrying about it getting deleted or their accounts getting deleted. Mm -hmm. Um, we, re we boost their posts instead of suppressing them because we're looking for that content to introduce our members to, mm -hmm. because that's why they're here. Sure. Um, and so do we have the number of members that Facebook has? No. So we're not, we're not the, the short, short term solution of how do they get the eyeballs, you know, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right. 
um, because we're still growing. We, we don't have the 200 billion members that Facebook has. You at the don't? Time. Not <laughs> yet, Bruce, but we'll get there. Um, you will. But, but, but what it is, is it is the, the place where they can tell their current followers, hey, mm-hmm. I can't post this stuff over here anymore. <laughs> so if you want my more deeper, meaningful, sexier, fun content, mm-hmm. then come follow my Please Me channel. Because we're not going to delete our Facebook accounts because mm-hmm. th- what you do on Please Me is not what you do on Facebook. Right. So, so it's fine. not a, com- it's not a competition. Right. And then, mm-hmm. so this is just the place you go to play and have some fun and learn yeah. and um, expand your sexuality. So, uh, it's complimentary, not, not competition, if that makes sense. So three profiles, hmm, a little bit of a split personality <laughs> there. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I, I heard recently the, uh, European branch of the free speech coalition is petitioning, don't know what body it is in the EU. They're coming up with some kind of uh, uh, internet law, and they're they're uh, they're petitioning against censorship for uh, the sexual industry. Great! I'd love to get right on board with that and post it all over. Please me and tell all 420 channels about it, so yeah. they can get on board. I mean, yeah. this is what we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge advocate for free speech. I think um, mm-hmm. it's very important to have both sides of an argument be heard. And I say argument, but discussion, I mean, right. thought process. Sure. Um, and, and when we, it's, it's important for innovation. It's important for education. It's important for development of anything ma- that matters. Right. Sure. Um, so I can't stand to see this, this, this violation of our rights. Yeah. Uh, especially in this country where we, we have them. Yeah, supposedly. That's supposedly. Uh, yeah, right. that's uh, that's what the Constitution says. How it's being carried out is another is another matter. Um, so, how has marketing changed for the adult industry since FOSTA SESTA was passed? Well, let's be fair. I mean, we've always had censorship, right? We're, right. We've been treated like the redheaded stepchild for a long time. Mm. However, what happened in tw- 2018 is that the protection. Of well, which is all we, all the all the rage right now is yeah. to talk about you know this act from 1984 that we've had that protects and indemnifies um, internet providers from the activity of their members. Right, yeah. it it allows us to be able to provide technology so people can use it because we can't be responsible for every single person on our platform and what they do. Right, right. that's what the Communications Act. Right. Um, uh, Section 234 is all about. Mm-hmm. But what FOSTA SESTA did is it said, okay, yes, you have protection 234 for everything, except if there's anything that's going on that, and they put it under the, the, the human trafficking. We're doing this to stop human trafficking, which by the way, I'm a huge uh, abolitionist for sex trafficking. Oh, it, sure. it has to stop. It's the third fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. And we still have slavery and it's called sex trafficking, right? So if we want to talk about racism, well, let's end slavery first. Come on, people. We still have slaves running around, right? So let's get to that. Um, And so I think it's important that we do tackle that subject Mm -hmm. and find a way to do it. But what they did was uh, lumped in prostitution into the law and said, if you're doing anything like marketing, prostitution, or advertising any sex work, 
um, and or have anybody being sex trafficked and or have any child pornography, which I agree, we should not have child pornography. No. We should not have people being sex trafficked online. No. And it's, it, it's, it is bad. Um, but it removed those, those um, safeguards right. from 234. And so now 230, by the way. <laughs> 230. Um, yeah. And so now um, 230, section 230. Yes. I'm sorry. I had to get up. Don't worry at about it. Yeah, morning. I know. I know. And I asked, I, and I asked you to, I asked you to do this at eight in the morning. So I, it, that's, that's my fault. I'm sure you know what it is. <laughs> no worries. Section 230. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and so at any rate, those, those protections are no longer there. So now mm. people are criminal. The people that own these companies are not only civilly liable or criminally liable, but also civilly yes. liable. Yes. So anybody can sue anybody for anything these days, and you have to then defend yourself in a court of law. Yeah. And so, and then there's and they course, do, <laughs> and they do, and then there's of course the civil part or the criminal part, yeah. which not only can you be fined, but you can face jail time. Yes. Right. So, it's it's a serious and scary thing, right? And mm -hmm. there's the added problem of these platforms have 13 year olds and up on them, right? Facebook and all these other platforms have yep. uh, allow their members to be 13 years of older. So the reason why the, the increase in censorship, especially on, well, let's just say on sex and sexuality, um, cause there's other censorship going on right now too. Mm -hmm. Um, but that particular censorship started, uh, in April and we saw We've seen it roll out. We've seen Tumblr, Tumblr say, no longer handling adult content, right? That right. was the first big Lego to fall or mm -hmm. domino to fall. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started seeing the, the, the revision to terms and service and the deletion of posts and the deletions of accounts yep. left and right and the introduction of AI um, algorithms to help them try to get rid of some of this content. But the problem that they face, and, and I don't, I don't try to villainize them because there are real problems that they face. And I don't know that they, I don't think they want to suppress sexual content and maybe no. they do, but, but I, 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 I would bet so. that they probably don't. Yeah. Um, I think they're just doing it for, uh, to, you know, they, they have, CYA. <laughs> they want to cover their ass, but they also have big advertisers that say, Hey, if you're allowing advertising or you're being associated with this, 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 and mm -hmm. this, and we're not going to spend our money with you. Well, but yeah. I think, I think Facebook is pretty big now. I think they could probably tell everybody to bugger off if they mm -hmm. wanted to. You don't want to spend your dollars here, don't, because yeah. good luck where you're going to get better ROI yeah. um, and a bigger pool of people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more about the cover your ass thing. Um, don't don't talk to me about Facebook. I can't even post or like on any of my on any of my accounts because of their stupid AI over me right. over me wishing a friend happy birthday. Okay, so I've 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 de I've deleted Facebook on all my devices just to let you yep. know. Yep. Yeah, me too. I didn't even load it on my new phone because I just don't even want to go there. It's no. not even I even been deleted. It's just like I just don't it's even ridiculous. want to. I just don't. I'm done. Well, and and when you talk when you talk about uh, the whole sex trafficking thing, which was supposed to be the reason for all this, mm -hmm. um, and I I blame the politicians who sponsored it. Not going to mention any yeah. names, but ones in the ones in uh, the White House. You know, it's supposed to cut down on sex trafficking, and and not only did it not cut down on sex trafficking, it made sex trafficking worse because right. now law enforcement doesn't have those escort sites to find the sex mm -hmm. traffickers and entrap them. But yep. at the same time, it's made sex workers unsafe because they right. can't vet Johns. And mm -hmm. a lot of them have been driven to the streets. 
So yeah. now this this law stinks from top to bottom, and uh, I think eventually, uh, I, I I hope eventually it's abolished. Um, yeah. I, I expect to see a Supreme Court uh, challenge of it at some point. Where that goes, God knows. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I mean it's it's you know the people that make the laws sometimes obviously as we all have experienced clearly don't think. No, no, that, <laughs> you know, like, stop there, stop okay. there. Don't think exactly. <laughs> they don't think like how is this going to affect everything else? And are we really putting together good le- legislation that has a yeah. chance of actually really solving this problem? And yeah. so I don't, you know, no. No, I and wasn't it, there. I didn't do it, but I I agree with you that it's had a horrendous effect, oh. and um, <laughs> I mean it's visible world. I mean it's huge. Well, the, and, the effect it's had. And we're, we're speaking of not think. We're recording this uh, the day after a prominent Republican Republican congressman from your state uh, has been uh, has been charged with uh, sex with a fourteen uh, year old girl. So there you go. Well, uh, that's horrific, and that no, he they, should be they punished to the nth degree of the law if it's true. I, I won't mention his name, uh, Matt Getz. Anyway, uh, yeah. so um, how are you different from other platforms that support adult content, like, say, FetLife? Yeah, I mean, so number one, obviously, we started building the top technology in 2018, um, and we've been working on it every single day since, and mm-hmm. we will continue to evolve the technology as we, this is what we call an MVP, uh, which stands for minimum viable product, but it's a soup dump. Yeah. It's a very well functioning MVP, but I, I say it that way because there's so many mm-hmm. things I want it to be able to do. Yeah. Um, eventually put on a VR headset and walk inside one of the seven worlds that please me, for example, Sweet. but that's a little little bit further down the line. Yeah. So I, I think one of the primary ways that we're different than FetLife is from, from what I understand, and I went on it briefly and I talked to a lot of people that are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really done much with the technology in the last five or 10 years, you know, like however long they've been around. I don't think been around a long time. Yeah. I don't think they, they up their, their software and make changes. Right. So it's it's really FetLife is really a community which mm-hmm. we will be too, but right. we're more of a technology company, right? Mm, we're going to continue to innovate. We're going to continue to expand. We're going to mm-hmm. continue to add fintech for our industry. We're going to be doing, and when I say for our industry, I think the difference also too between FetLife and us is they're very specific, obviously, to yes. BDSM, whereas we are yes. sexual wellness and pleasure across the board. I wanted everyone nice. to be able to feel like they have a place where they can have resources for their sex and sexuality, regardless of their preference. Mm -hmm. Because when I wanted to explore, I wanted to go into FetLife because I was kind of curious about BDSM. I hadn't had any experience with it yet, Mm -hmm. but it was just a little too scary. And what I mean Mm -hmm. by that is too much unknown. And I felt like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be this newbie and I'm going to, I didn't, you know, I'm going to go on and everybody's going to be like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> jump on the new girl and, and I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, already it's that control versus um, submission and pain for pleasure. So it was kind sure. of like a little scary anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, in your mind, of course, it's not. 
right? right. We know this if you've been involved in it, but when you're when you haven't, you don't mm. know that. So, well, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you've ever sat through a, a taping of uh, one of Kink.com's BDSM scenes, like I have, and I brought my and I brought my uh, very innocent Thai Thai girlfriend at the time, who became my wife, um, yeah. to the party. It was it was at the Kink Castle, which no longer exists in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, it scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was worried about. (laughs) I was on there for like two days and I'm like, I'm off of your And it was dark and it was black and it was, you know, the software inside of it even felt like a little like, ooh, I feel scared. Um, (laughs) But I know people love FetLife and I don't mean, and and I only mean to put it down because it's a great community and I know that people Mm -hmm. um, have been on there for a long time and they are able to connect with one another and I think it's great I Mm -hmm. think it's wonderful Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're very we're very similar in the sense that it's a community where you can um we're more like Facebook I Mm -hmm. I mean we don't like them very much but from a functionality (laughs) standpoint where businesses have business pages (laughs) Yep. People have personal accounts. You can follow people. You can follow businesses. They show up in your feed. They can post an article. They can I post used, I used to have. I used to have all that. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, and I think that life isn't isn't designed ex- that way. Really, right. 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 There's, there's different places you can go, and there's mm-hmm. different things you can do, and there's people you can connect with, and right. there's you know like, but it, we're we're much more. Um, we have that similar feel, I guess, yeah. To, yeah. to play. But that's where it ends, right? Yeah, like there's right. not, we have seven <laughs> worlds and there's also places you can go and explore and there's going to be events, calendars sure. and, you know, things like that. Sexy travel, yeah. which of course COVID-19 kind of put up those two channels on hold because nobody yeah. was going anywhere doing anything, right? Right, right. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what we do and that's what we're, what we're all about. And I mm-hmm. think, um, Sites like FetLife and all, all the others, we're an aggregator of yep. content. Yep. And so they should all have channels and let their people know what's going on. I was going to say, I was going to say that that you should be partnering with these people. Well, I mean, I don't have to partner. They have the technology; they can use it. Meaning, mm-hmm. we'll gladly. That's what we designed it for. Right. And I guess always partners. But my point being, we don't even need to make an agreement it's there right it's there and if you're putting out great content and being a leader in your thought area Mm -hmm. then we're going to promote your content because we want to get people the best of the best Mm -hmm. and have them coming back to please me for more so i mean eventually right when we're we're a little bit further down the road this year we'll have the self-administered advertising tool so our industry Mm -hmm. can finally advertise but we need to raise the number of members first right so where you have that chicken and the egg situation too so i understand um so very very shortly we'll have a whole ecosystem where Mm -hmm. we can have payment processing and cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um screw the banks and processors that try to jack (laughs) us up to six seven eight ten percent you know fees and then sell us we're not going to do business mm-hmm. with you anymore so we're looking to provide the the technology solutions to mm-hmm. marketing and businesses challenge challenges and mm-hmm. make it easy for people i mean i really built it for me yeah, right like but if i'm going to build it then i want it to be good right um but really make it easy for people to take this area of their life mm-hmm. and make sure that it is positive and right. not negative right sure. whether that's because of trauma or whether that's because of heartbreak or whether that's because of lack of skill or, you know, whatever their 
hangups and problems are around sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the bottom of it so you can get to living more pleasurable life. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have a pleasurable life and you're like, well, this has gotten really good. I'd like to make it better. Well, then let's give you some more tools to take it to extraordinary. You know, right. so that's that's really what it, it's meant to do. Boom. And it takes, a, it takes an army for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. what is Please Me's mix of users like? Oh, my goodness. So it's so interesting. We, I love being a data, com- data company. We get to learn so much about ourselves. And that's another thing um, I want to, we're very dedicated to is creating like the Watson, the AI, um, de-identified data of sex and sexuality, right? So I came from health and wellness. You mentioned it in my thing. So mm-hmm. we, we, we treat every member like a patient, meaning um, like we treat it like a HIPAA situation where their information is their private information. And so Good. anything that goes into the database goes on a number with a, with, a, with a profile, meaning it's a woman between the ages of 20 and 29 who's mm-hmm. single, and is, but, but her name is nowhere near it right and so it's not tied to our their identity and so we're going to continue to collect cool and informational stuff but right now what we know is that 62 percent of the people on the site are women uh 32 percent are men that is by design uh when we spent our marketing dollars and target our target um user is a woman between the ages of 25 and 55 nice who likes dating and who's single and who loves love, interested in love and sexuality and astrology, <laughs> for example, you know, like is one per- persona. And we have the ladies night mentality. If the ladies are there, the guys will come and it's been working beautifully. We've never not, not spent one dime to get the, the guys that are on the site. Um, and we wanted that to be that ratio because I wanted women to feel comfortable mm-hmm. and not like, you know, if you've ever walked into a bar and there's like seven guys to one girl, it's not fun. Too many times. Too many, too much testosterone in the room. Like, no, no, no. I'm just like, just, it's just not fun. So I wanted them to feel, um, you know, I always wanted to feel women heavy. If it meant, not, Hey, it can you know. be, it can be kind of fun if you're, if you're female and want free drinks. <laughs> well, yeah, but how many can you drink and, you know, <laughs> And where are you going after that? Uh, so, that would be that would be home with seven guys apparently. Uh, you know. Oops, oops. I is is that one of your personas? Anyway, um, so <laughs> so how are you able to support the industry's need for advertising in a social media setting? Well, I mean, number one, we're twenty-one and over, right? It's an adult social media platform, so that's mm-hmm. the reason why we're we're saying we freed the nipple, and you know, you can post and. Eventually, um, some of the tools will allow members to uh, rate photos. Are they X? Are they double X? Are they triple X? And then if people want to put filters on their feed and saying, I don't want to see anything that's this or that, right? So that people are getting what they want and not what they don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one, one thing. So, and the other thing is, we don't think there's anything wrong with advertising sex and sexuality. Sure. Right? Like there really, there really are no laws that mm-hmm. people are breaking. Like um, why Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or Pinterest refuses to take our advertising dollars that please me is beyond me. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Nope. Um, we're not selling sex, you know, meaning we're not, I'm not a prostitute. 
Um, not that there's anything wrong, I'm not knocking sex work, but if this sure. is the law we're talking about, we're saying we can't do it because it's in violation of FOSTA-SESTA and we're going to go to jail, we're going to pay fines, and we're going to get civilly sued, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not that, um, so I don't know what the problem is there, but they all well, tell us it's the end the end destination URL that they don't uh, like. It's their terms and conditions, which goes for... Oh, so many different businesses in mainstream that uh, that ban our industry. And, mm-hmm. man, it just never ends. Email platforms and banks. Yep. And yep. Uh, you can just go on and on and on. Um, yes. So how do, you, how do you appeal to people of all sexual preferences? I mean, it's really quite simple. It's about pleasing me. You know, the, the site's name is Please Me. Right. And um, we give them an analysis so that they can put in their preferences of what they like in bed. Um, that way we have a world we can put them into, right? Do you want to, mm-hmm. do you like really very traditional and um, <clears throat> don't really venture outside the bedroom, not interested in bringing in any any pain for pleasure or restriction or role play? Well, then you're, they're going to be in a Lara, right? Mm. With other people who are also interested in those things in bed. Okay. Right. So that way, when you have a question, you don't want to use, we don't just judge each other for having sex. We, we kind of judge each other for the way we have sex. Somebody who's sadomasochistic may say to somebody who the Lara, which is technically the term, they call it vanilla. Okay. Um, the vanilla person might say, well, you're weird. And the, and the, the Triton person might say, well, you're boring. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, they would like, say it. They all would say that. But anyway. Right. Right. So why put the Triton and the Alara in the same world that you that, Oh, I don't I don't know. It might be fun. <laughs> well, guess what? They can visit each other's world if they want to. Right. But my point being, um, I wanted people. You to asked. Hey, hey, you asked why. So that yeah. that was the, that, that was my answer. It would. It could be fun. You're right. And they could visit. Um, but yeah, we wanted people to feel free to ask the questions and not worry about people around judging, even though we're anonymous, sometimes we still take on some judgment when somebody says something to us, right? doesn't matter what our name is. We hear it. Right. And so I just, I really wanted people to feel safe. And then the content, of course, for those worlds is curated to Mm -hmm. be applicable to those worlds. So in Alara, you're not going to see any BDSM content, right? Mm -hmm. Because they may not even want to see that. That may turn them off. That may scare them. That may go, oh, I don't want, I'm not even coming on this site if I'm going to see that kind of stuff. Sure. Right? And so, and they they are entitled to that, right? It's their sex and their sexuality and it should be their journey and they should enjoy it however they want to. Amen. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's really how it was important to me that we could appeal to everyone. I thought, well, that would really suck if this tool is only available for some people and not all Yep, because we're all sexual beings. So mm-hmm. I, we worked really hard to figure out a way to include the inclusivity and the diversity. And we want to have these conversations. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing a 14 video series right now on mm-hmm. all the areas that I feel Please Me has the power to do some real good and social reform. Sweet. And one of them is just, you know, violence, hate crimes and, and racism. It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's great about Please Me. You go into a world, you're an avatar and a screen name. You can pick any avatar. You can be an animal. You can be a smiley face. <laughs> you can be whatever you want. Um, and you really don't know who you're talking to if you're friend, you know, friending people and chatting up and making comments in topic mm-hmm. rooms and you don't know their color, their age, their, you know, none of it. You nice. just know what they have to say. 
Right. And so we're getting to know one another and we're hearing one another yeah. with that other th- two or three senses nullified. Oh, wouldn't right? it be great? Wouldn't it be great if politics were like that? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and so how do we how do we how do we end racism? I mean, one thing right. I think is that mm. you just when you finally have a friend that's of a race that maybe you didn't understand or you had a preconceived notion about Mm -hmm. and then you got to be friends with that person then you realize how wonderful they are and Mm -hmm. why was i so scared of that race for so long and Mm -hmm. like now i get mad if somebody's going to talk badly to my friend of that race because i have an understanding now and i you know have accepted that they're just the same as me and i think the more that we have that ability to identify and learn from one another where are we going to learn from one another if we're segregated i agree right i agree and we are as, as as Americans, we most certainly are, unfortunately. Uh, well, interestingly, America has more of a mecca of of religions than a lot of other countries. Yes, like yes. Some well, of the it's per, it's permissive. It's permissive, right? Yeah, I mean, we have more people here, but but we just but we just um, tend to communitize them, like in here, mm-hmm. you know, like people still kind of segment inside America, right? right? But right. we got the people. They're here mm. of all different races, yep. you know, because yep. um, everybody wants to come to America because it's a great yep. country. That's what makes the That's what makes the country great. So yeah. why is prime? I can talk. Why is privacy important for your channels and members? Well, listen, we're not having sex in the middle of a restaurant for a reason. That's because <laughs> sex is a private enterprise. Right. You know, I mean, there's people that go to sex parties and they're into orgies and they like four, threesomes and foursomes and puppy piles and twosomes. And that's wonderful and great. And I'm not judging them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for most people, sex is a private enterprise. It's something that's done between two people right. who have interviewed each other and tested each other out and dated. And then they've decided, okay, now I'm going to be intimate with this person. And in many cases, right. And then they mm-hmm. do it where no one's looking. Right. <laughs> There's a reason for that, right? <laughs> because we're taking all of all our clothes. We're being completely, you know, uh, vulnerable and intimate and this and that. And so why would we go out on a public platform and start talking about that private enterprise that's between me and another person, even if I'm comfortable with it? Somebody mm-hmm. knows who my boyfriend or husband is and I start talking about our sex on Facebook. I'm violating consent. Did he give me consent to talk right. about the fact that I, like, let's just say I'm I'm just using this as an example mm. because people have fears around it. But let's say I start talking about the fact that I we were curious about pegging and I wanted to peg him and he let me. <laughs> and now he and I'm and I'm making this story up, but I'm just right. using it as an example because people, you know, that is a real fear that guys have. If somebody hears I got pegged, they're going to think I'm gay, which mm. there's nothing wrong with being gay. But in their mind, right. they just don't want the wrong identity that's not who they are yeah. being associated with them, right? Sure. And so if I start talking about that on Facebook, he just got violated. Oh his boy, consent. did he. Oh boy, did he. Totally, right? Like he did why would you say that on Facebook and everybody hear it? That's my uh, private business. Why do so many people say private things on Facebook? Right. I, I know so, I know I know married couples that <laughs> that have private conversations on Facebook. I'm like, why? 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 So right, so if you're exploring and or learning and or healing and mm-hmm. or just entertaining yourself privately. Sure. It should be, it, it needs, you should at least have the option for it to be privately. Correct. Number one. Correct. Um, 
because it is a private enterprise. And then number two, maybe I don't know what I like yet because I'm exploring. And maybe I would be willing to come out and say a little bit more publicly about sex and sexuality once I know Mm -hmm. and I'm clear that that's how I feel and I'm not ashamed to say it. But while I'm exploring, I don't really know how I feel. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm exploring. Yeah, especially for younger people, especially for younger people who don't have a lot of experience. So what problems have you solved for sexual wellness and pleasure brands with your platform? Social sharing is a big problem, meaning people won't share their content because they don't want people to see them sharing sexual content. Sure. That's a huge problem. Um, Advertising, that's another problem. We're solving... um, Eventually, and I say eventually, the product isn't ready for use yet, but financial tech to mm. process payments and save them money and fees mm. uh, is another problem that we're saving. Mm-hmm. I think just the not being able to be their brand mm-hmm. is a problem. Sure. You know, in the marketplace, they can't even really put out the information they want and say the things and they put the images that they would prefer to use to celebrate sexuality because they get censored everywhere. Yeah. So we've, we've opened up in the creativity box of, Hey, write the articles you want, use the images you want, you know, and another problem we've solved is, you know, when, when they do advertise, if you write an article, right. It's mm. about a dildo and how great it is. Mm. You have the ability and please me to choose what worlds you're posting that article to. And if nice. I want to, I can put a different image at the head of that article for Alara, that one I told you about that's very vanilla. Yep. And I can put a totally different image for the one that's either Vega, Triton, or Janus that's more BDSM focused. Mm. So now that same piece of content actually can appeal and the, the user can go, oh, I see myself there. Look at that mm-hmm. cool BDSM person. Let me read mm. this sex toy. They they care about BDSM people. Yeah. Right? And so it really allows um, marketing teams to get creative and mm-hmm. use one piece of content and just change the imagery to match the user personas better. Nice. So how many business channels have set up Please Me accounts? Last I checked, which was, I believe, last week, it's 425. Jeez, that's great. Yeah. Some of the big names. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, Dame Products, Laura mm-hmm. DiCarlo, Lustery, Adult Time. Um, there's so many. I hate to just pull out names because mm-hmm. there's so many. There's podcasters. There's mm-hmm. erotic writers. There's ASMR mm-hmm. artists. There's, um, um, you know, just personal artists, people mm-hmm. that are porn stars or mm-hmm. cam girls. Um, there's just, there's so many, I mean, right. there's too many, to men- too many to mention, but lots of big ones. That's yeah. awesome. So who's on your, so if you had your choice, if, it, uh, if you, uh, what do you have a, like a wish list of brands and companies that aren't there yet? All of them. All <laughs> of them. No, seriously. <laughs> I mean, like really oh. all of them. Because I want our, our our members to have a plethora. But yes, I'd love to see Esther Perel have a channel. Mm-hmm. I think she's amazing and has such great content. Mm-hmm. Um, we can still post her content because she's got a lot of free content on YouTube. So we do because mm-hmm. I, I value her thought leadership. But mm-hmm. love to have her energy in the platform. Um, okay. We've got Dr. Ava Cadell and Lori Handlers, who are two mm-hmm. dynamos that have been in this industry, teaching and educating on sex and Mm-hmm. sexual wellness for 30 years nice. each. Um, so we've got a lot of really great uh, thought leadership. Yes, but area. do you have Dr. Ruth? 
I met Dr. Ruth <laughs> oh my at God. the Playboy Club in New York right before COVID-19 happened at my friend oh Robbie's God. birthday party. And boy, my God, she's short. And she let little pipsqueak party till 12 o'clock at night with us. She's got to be, she's got to be, she's got to be 150 by now. She's 92. And she just launched a a new book. Yeah. I heard, I heard last like eight or nine months. So yeah. 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 Have you ever heard, you ever heard Sam Kinison's uh, material on her? No. You like, you ever heard Sam? I love Sam Kinison. Okay. After we're done, you need to Google Sam Kinison, Dr. Ruth, and you will you will fall out of your chair. Oh, my God. I'm totally doing that. It's going to be awesome. You'll love it. <laughs> so what do you hope to accomplish with Please Me? You know, I mean, I want to increase the world's happiness quotient. It's just that simple. Mm. Um, mm. I really feel like when sex and relationships have such a huge impact on our overall health and well-being. When I worked in the medical community, Mm -hmm. I was like working on the physical side, right? The cellular therapies, the nutrition, the weight loss, Mm -hmm. you know, how to live healthier, longer, better quality of life, right? Sure, sure. What I learned really quickly was that people, no matter how healthy I got them physically, if they Mm -hmm. were emotionally unwell and or if they were, and this completely applied to my life too. Mm -hmm. If I was having negative energy coming from my relationship sector and from sex and sexuality, because I did, I was, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was very repressed actually growing up. My family Mm -hmm. was really religious and I lived in the Mm -hmm. Midwest and, you know, I had a couple early sexual traumas from the age of five on. So I didn't buy a vibrator till I was like 36, you know, like it's, I didn't know how to have an orgasm uh, myself until 38, uh-huh. you know, so it's, wow. it was definitely a lot of shame, a lot of unsatisfying sex, a lot mm. of fights, a lot of d- two divorces, two get, you know, then I was like, something's got to give, it's got to change. Yeah. And the only person that could do that was me. Yep. You know, you know what I mean? And so I really just hope that people understand the importance that this area of our life really has and how it Mm -hmm. spills over into everything else. And when you realize that and take a little accountability and say, well, it's not great, but I can make it great if I just get some information education and put some time into it. Um, then I think we can have a more productive society. I think we can have less crime. I think we can end cycles of abuse. I think Mm -hmm. we can put it big dent in child sex trafficking. I Mm -hmm. think there's so many different things, gender equality, Mm -hmm. you know, racism, hate crimes. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's, let's get together and take the steps that we can with the man and the woman in the mirror, um, Mm -hmm. to be contributing positively to this part of our lives in the world. And that's really how you tackle these things is you can't force somebody to not be a racist. No, you just can't. You can, you can you can you can litigate and legislate and write it and do this and do that, but you can't change people's hearts unless no. they want to change their heart. You're right. You know. So, so how do we do that? It's and it's by giving them tools and access and you know integrating. Yep. Integrating. I agree. I could not agree more. Well, Heather, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Side Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. Thank you, Bruce. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed being here and I love meeting you too. And I hope that you're doing well over there in Thailand. And I hope we'll get a chance to meet in person soon. I'm sure we will. My broker tip today is part six of how to buy an adult website. Last week, we talked about the sales agreement. 
So now both of you have signed the agreement. What comes next? There needs to be an escrow setup where you send the money, whether it be a one-time payment or a deposit if you're going to be making payments. This is done about half the time these days. The seller, for their part, puts the assets of the sale into escrow, namely the domains being sold and any other tangible assets that can be put into escrow. Your attorney can give you more information on that. We recommend escrow.domains for escrows. They are a firm out of Washington, D.C., and no, they're not paying me to say this. I just use them, trust them, and I'm delighted by the work they've done for us. Either an escrow agreement will be drawn up by them in the case of a custom escrow, or if it's a simple one, it can be set up on their website. Then you, the buyer, the seller, and the broker will be contacted by escrow domains with further instructions such as wiring information. The escrow is opened and either the deal closes within a matter of a few days or an inspection period is allowed. It all depends on what the agreement calls for. Whether you need an inspection period really depends on whether there is still some information you need to find out prior to the deal closing. Your broker and your attorney can advise you more on this, and this is on a case-by-case basis. Then the money is transferred, as are the domains, and the deal is closed. Now, in many cases, in fact, most of the time, the seller either stays on board for a period of time to help with the transition, or is at least available on a call basis to uh, answer questions. This is something most buyers should ask for. But at this point, you pretty much own the website. What do you do now? We'll talk more about that next week. And next week, we'll be talking to Matthew Bennett, the English leather master. You don't want to miss that. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Heather Montgomery of Please Me. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. <laughs>